Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome back to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern Region Coverage. My name is Jay Ballamy and I'm joined by our regular panellists, Lewis Phillips. Good evening. Ryan Home Alone McEvening. Hello. And Luke Warm Champion. Legends. Now, boys, I've had some good feedback from the listeners and none of them care how your day was. So we're <laughs> going to start the day off with a, uh, with a good taxing question and see whether this goes down better. Lads, what I want you to think about and what I want you to discuss straight off the bat is if you had to hide a giraffe who was on the run from the police and you only had an hour to do it, where would you hide that giraffe? <laughs> For fuck's sake. This is, this is actually a really challenging question. My it's a very good question. Are we allowed to take this giraffe anywhere in the world? or You have every single resource that you would normally have. So, for example, Home Alone, you have the variety of... Of, of, of many, many girls' cars that you have. Uh, Luke has his sort of secret life stuff that we can't talk about, and Lewis has his ability to plan flag football days. <laughs> it's a, like for, for, so for more clarity, it's a... No one comes to watch our flag game days, so... Oh, I was going to say, I've got mine already, then, if you've given me a hint, because I think mine might be... I would take them to Lowestoft in, uh, in Suffolk, where absolutely fucking nobody wants to go. <laughs> a, 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 a savage Suffolk girl, it's a, it's a sassy, sassy take on the. Uh, this really is the ground. Southern Premiership coverage, isn't it? I'd <laughs> love to know what the. Uh, I'd love to know what, uh, other than the Waveney Wolf squad who were, were at home this week. I'd love to know what the average squad size was for the teams that had to travel all the way to the arse end of nowhere. Well, I know. I, I know the Sharks sh- had like five. Yeah, I was going to say Sharks had five, and they went both ways all day, which was uh, more go, than see. we could say for the giraffe. Let's put it that fewer, way. Fewer, fewer witnesses for my giraffe. Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. reckon I reckon I've got a half decent answer to this. Go for it. I happen to know that there are some very large hangers in uh in near Bedford. Right? I'm pretty sure they keep like a little blimp in there, you know, like the the sort of floating balloon thingamajigs, what they call them, yes. zeppelins or something. Thanks which we know from... what thank you for clarifying what a blimp was for us. <laughs> <laughs> well we know we know from history that those weren't good. So I think what I would do is go there. Put the giraffe in. Assumably, there isn't enough space with the blimp in as well. So I'll probably just let the blimp go, which everyone would just assume was a normal accident, and then store <laughs> the giraffe in a hangar. I'm, I'm forever just seeing random blimps fly off. That's that's normal. <laughs> hey, it's, it's just what happens to it, mate. You know, if you don't t- if you don't pin them to the ground, they just go up. Home Alone. What is your answer? I'm going to go with Milton Keynes because I'm still not convinced that place exists. Like, it's not real. Very there are certain good. parts of the internet that would argue that giraffes don't exist. <laughs> there are certain parts of the internet that would argue that Milton Keynes was built by um, what are they? The Submariners? No, who are they? The, the sort of silversmith people. Can't remember what they're called. I mean, there were certain parts of this podcast that thought the Devils had a chance against Flash. So anything could happen. Oh, it's beefy. <laughs> it's beefy. It started already. Right, come on. So let's dive begins. into the games then. Let's dive into the games. Premiership coverage. Let's let's start right at the the top of the billing. Flash Devils, forty-one thirty-two in favour of the Flash. Home alone. What happened? Yeah, so I think this was a very frustrating one. Um, from our perspective, not a great deal went right. Um, but absolutely all credit to the Flash, really. They come out very ready to play. Um, I can't remember what the exact score was at halftime, but they were 
well and truly in control of the game. Um, we come out a bit better to start the second half, but couldn't really make much of um, an impact on that dent really that the flash put in. Um, and they were really realistically able to drive on us pretty much all the day. Um, 41 points, as I say, um, before to our, my um, co-hosts. I think that's the most we've conceded in a very long time. So full credit to the Flash. I think they come in very ready for this game. Um, a lot readier maybe mentally than we were uh, for the Premiership. But no, I, I think they played a fantastic game. Um, and I'm looking forward to the, to the rematch a bit later on in the season. Luke, what's the chatter been like in uh, Smoke HQ? What a pile of hot shit, mate! What a disgusting piece! I want, we want, we want. Like, you, listen, listen, Jay. We always have to fucking sit here and listen to you and Lewis wax lyrics about your various games for like ten minutes uninterrupted, right? And suddenly, Home Alone's all quiet. This is his opportunity to shine in a, in a starstruck game. And suddenly, suddenly, he's got nothing to say for it. Nothing for the flow of game, other than it didn't really go the way we wanted to. You know. Home Alone, give us, give us the moments that didn't go right, mate. Give us some more depth. Give us some flavour. Really talk through Explain your, your pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, therapy so time, baby. In minute one, we have... <laughs> Name drop. Put your, put your teammates under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they'll be uh, my biggest fans at practice if I did that. So I'll, I'll save names. Um, but no, we had add elements such as like tipped interceptions. Um, quite a few referee calls that I'll disagree with and suggest that the referees are not in the right place um, to make the judgments they made. Do you um, mean like mentally or physically? <laughs> or emotionally. Both, I think. Or emotionally. Because well, I feel like emotionally, through. you're accusing the refs potentially of something you're not able to do right now, which is give commentary on this game. Mate, give us the dirty <laughs> details. <laughs> you keep saying stuff like you're on the NFL sidelines trying to get hired as a general manager. It ain't going to happen, right? <laughs> give us the details, mate. Uh, for starters, we have uh, opening drive, uh, a very big push in the back on a deep ball that wasn't called. Um, we did score on that drive, so I'm not going to say that that changed anything, but I, I think it set the refereeing tone. Um, late on in the game, I think we were down two scores with about four minutes left. Uh, we have fourth down, ball thrown to the back of the end zone. Uh, from where I was standing, Martin got his feet in, but the referee standing on the five-yard line uh, when this was thrown to the back declared that it was out how he saw that i'm not 100 sure but that's the call he went with um so yeah things like that um devil's defense i don't think played amazingly well I, I don't think up to their high standards really communication was pretty poor i think all round. um but yeah no i think the flash played well um and, and i think they're very deserving winners so yeah nice as luke Heavily mentioned uh, to me on um, Sunday, there's a nine-point deficit that we've got to overturn in the next game. So I think that's our target now for that return fixture. Savage, savage. Well, Home Alone, I'm going to let you off the hook now, mate. I think that's that's enough <laughs> you. I've got a question for you in a second, but first, allow me just to allow me just to make my jokes, mate. Allow me to have my little moment on behalf of the boys. All right. So, I mean, we we know that when Lewis, what was the really painful loss you took last year that I I went a little bit too hard <laughs> on? What was it again? Um, I can't remember. Oh, we, it was, it was we, flash, lost, we lost. Yeah, we lost. We lost to the Flash, and they shut us out. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't score any points. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just made that brought a smile to my face, man. This is gonna be hard. To I'd say it. Luke, Luke, I say Luke absolutely knew what that was, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we can. I think we can all all agree. I went a little bit too far then, and, and based on the editing of that episode, definitely. Went too far. <laughs> uh, because most uh, of I'm glad you. I'm glad you went back and listened to one. 
Sometimes I just like to hear the sound of my own voice if you can't tell me. <laughs> so look, let me know. I've toned my jokes down. Jay's helped me write these, so full credit to him as well. All right, yeah, but thanks. let's say this thanks. is this is this is Home Alone six, boys. You know, all it took in this fucking Home Alone was a bunch of young, young London men to come with a <laughs> pair of balls and bring Home Alone to his knees. And suddenly it's all over. All right. We're getting the Reading Devils in the Prem and they're looking more like Macaulay Culkin now than Macaulay Culkin in the Home Alone movies. All right. It ain't looking good. It ain't looking good for the Devils. So my last I'll question. add on to that. Here we go. Flash beat the Devils game day one last year. Very similar circumstances. Devils if I may, didn't you turn up without half your squad? Well, uh, without your starting quarterback. Well, I'm going more overall picture here. Beat us by <laughs> okay. just over a score kind of thing. Oh. Maybe he, add full team this time round. But... Clings to his optimism. And even when we look at the points for and against, you know, we're looking at the Devils here. They, they don't even have as many points for, which I thought their offense was this big hallmark thing. And then we look at the points against as well. They're looking worse than the Flash. It's, it's not good around the board. So, Home Alone, my question for you is, what's changed about the Flash, in your opinion? Suddenly they're coming with all this heat. All your confidence is starting to evaporate. What's changed about the Flash, in your mind? Oh, Luke's coming for my job at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that or he's just trying to get me to say something I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Combination. Um, Come on, Home Alone, what you got for me? Too fair. I don't think they've done much different, really, other than kind of just refine everything. They definitely seemed a bit, um, like I say, more well drilled than than last year. I think there's a lot more noticeable, mis- like less mistakes around the board. Mm. Um, I think in our in the fixture we beat them with uh, Brian had a couple of interceptions that were cut off of tip balls off of their receivers' hands, um, mm-hmm. uh, and they cleaned that up fantastically well. So. Yeah, I think they've done a fantastic job of cleaning up those mistakes um, and mistakes that we made ourselves. So I think that would, I don't think they did much differently scheme wise. I, I think I noticed a lot of the same plays um, and the kind of the personnel wise, it was very similar as well. Mm. Um, but I, I think offensively, we scored a similar amount of points to last year when we did have um, our full squad back in in the return fixture. So yeah, I, I think on another day, we might have had a better chance, but. That's how flag football goes sometimes. Yeah, love it, love it. No, that's great analysis, mate, and to- totally agree. It's going to be a really interesting rivalry to follow as we move forward. How has it changed your prediction, mate? You said that you were going to finish second in the division. Where are you feeling now? Hasn't changed it one bit. Oh, um, I can't wait for round two I'm of this really conversation. Back, my boys, uh, and I think James Hedgesy will come with a much better plan, um, and I, I think we'll be much. What was wrong prepared. with James? James's plan this time. Uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not plan, but I, I think defensively, as I mentioned, they didn't communicate well. Um, a lot of the crosses that Brian was running as part of that flash offense, we weren't either calling across or picking up very effectively. Um, we have a new sort of defensive scheme, and it almost didn't look like we were fully sort of comfortable in that at times. Um, but yeah, I, I think more game days, more trainings, I, I think they'll absolutely get that cleaned up for the return fixture. Very good, mate. Well, I'll just give a bit of credit to the Flash as well. I think you're 100% right. You know, another year of training, serious turnout for them. They've been looking forward to this all year. They've put in the effort. They've refined the the squad, the program, everything. So massive kudos to them and the work they've been putting in. Very good. Very good. Okay, well, look, we'll move on from that one. The other big fixture from the Premiership uh, this weekend in the East Division was uh, our, our number two team in the country, the Cardiff Hurricanes, losing to Neil Henderson's well-guided Chichester Sharks. Uh, final score in this, Cardiff 25, Chichester 26, I believe. 
Uh, and Neil has just messaged me on WhatsApp to say, quote unquote, I've just sent Home Alone a detailed, he's, he's, he's really focused on detailed uh, match report on the Chichester Cardiff game. Make sure he uses it. Oh, it'd be nice for, nice for Home Alone to talk from winner's perspective for a change. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so Home Alone, over to you. Like. Uh, yeah, so uh, Neil sent me a very detailed report. I'll just do my best to make it podcast friendly. Um, but Can you yeah, do it in so... his voice? I'm terrible at accents. I think that would be more offensive than anything else. <laughs> That's why I want you to do it. <laughs> I'm going to save my acting days for like primary school like plays and shit. What are you doing uh, in primary school? Oh, not oh, anymore. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right, all right, all right. Just got to check, you know. Just got to check. Anyway, yes, continue. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, it um, looks like Cardiff's QB is done for the year um, and the Sharks found that out to be the case. Um Looks like they started with the ball, um, couldn't really punch it in. Neil uh, mentioned that they had issues behind Chad's blitzing um, and Cardiff scored on their first offensive play after a blown coverage um, and continued to put points on to take a 19-0 lead at the half uh, with the ball to start the second half. Um, second half was a very different case, though, uh, for the Sharks. Uh, the defence started to clamp down on the Cardiff receivers um, and put more pressure on the QB with Craig Brown blitzing resulting in three picks two for Corey and one for Will. Um, and that very much led to the Sharks coming back into it on offense. Um, and they kneel th- through three touchdowns to Will. Um, and as time was running out, the Sharks, just in Cardiff territory, adjusted to the formation draw uh, to draw Costas away from the sideline. And Neil was able to find Vin over the top for, uh, for the go-ahead score with previous extra points separating the teams. Uh, with about a minute left, the Sharks were able to hold off the battling Hurricanes who couldn't move the ball beyond halfway as time expired leaving the Sharks celebrating a highly unexpected and famous victory. The first such win over Cardiff since 2013. Final score, Cardiff 25, 26 to the Sharks. Once in a decade event. I mean, unfortunately, Gareth is not here to join us because he's he's apparently doing some honeymooning, whatever that is. Lame. Um... And, he, and this is his quote to sort of add into the mix from a shark, from a current shark and ex Kane. I don't want to say much. Kane's on my old team after all. New message. However, we did win the plate final last time I went on holiday instead of showing up for a league duty. So good things clearly happen when I'm not around. <laughs> <laughs> that was his input on that fixture, but he did send us a picture of him clearly quite buzzing. Um, look. And this is an open question to, to to the three of you on this podcast. Joe Cottrell being out for potentially the season, as far as I'm hearing, blows that West open. Titans have got Titans have got to be thinking that's probably theirs for the taking. Um, and Smoke uh, and Luke, for, this is probably one for you as well. Smoke have got to be thinking it's your it's your Premiership and national championship to lose, really, at this point. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll attempt to answer the first question of the two. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's so hard when, without knowing who the second QB is for the Hurricanes there and having seen them in action. I don't want to sort of cast anything. They're a, they're a deep squad in other places. They've got amazing receivers. You know, they're, they're incredibly hard people to cover. They're great fun to play against. You know, overall, I'm kind of gutted. Um, Joe's out. You know, it's the fixture we really look forward to every year and get pumped for. Uh, most of all. So it's it's just a real shame. And, you know, yeah, it probably does throw open the division a bit more, but I'm not going to, not going to say anything's a given at this point um, without, without knowing more about it and seeing how they can, can use this adversity to their advantage. Maybe they're a very impressive squad. 
Look who's talking like a GM. Now. I was gonna say, look at that. That is so magnanimous. <coughs> you know, but, yeah. I was about to, I was about to congratulate you earlier on on uh, uh, your growth from last season to this season and your ability to just skirt around what is probably able to be, you know, kept in the podcast and not edited <laughs> yeah. out. I'll tell you what, if you if you edit that out and then immediately jump back in with that, it will sound absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if it just cuts and goes, I thought you were getting better at. This. <laughs> but the key, is, the key is Luke. If you and me just keep on saying all the time, he can't, he can't, he can't edit it out. <laughs> be fine, wouldn't it? I think it is fine. I don't think you can edit it out. It's just such a depressing. Listeners, sentence. listeners, you'll have to uh, wait until the Easter egg at the end to to figure out what on earth we're talking about. I, I, it's, it's whether or not he's gonna he's gonna beep it. It's whether or not he's just gonna cut I it out altogether. I think there's layers to it though, mate, because like Home Alone looked like a mug. Weekend, and he probably needed to go over. <laughs> and if you're joining us back here, months. listeners, and if you're joining us back here, listeners, that's because Lewis has cut that bit out. Um, <laughs> back to my original question. Uh, yeah, so very magnanimous from you there, Luke. You can appreciate probably the the line from uh, from Smoke HQ will very much be, "Oh well, it's a long time to go, and mate, there's yeah, lots let, of football yeah. to play." Let me spice up, mate. We're fucking coming for everyone. Like, come beat us. You know, throw down the towel. It's game day, game day one. We put 140 points up and allowed, similar to some other teams on the lowest end of allowing points. So we're we're here. Well, we're also here to be beat, man. And we're we're up for anything you guys have got to throw at us. And we look forward to the fucking competition. I mean, North Ants. Uh, Titans. We, I've loved playing them before. I don't know why I said Titans there. That I was, don't know why you did either. I was, was going to let it slide though. That was magnificent. Well, anyway, um, you know, an impressive team, really impressive receivers. It's going to be a lot of fun playing them, and we'll look forward to that as well. But come, come for us, man. We want to be beat. We want to have great games. So we're ready for you, and look forward to it. I genuinely will be very interested in, in both that Titans and Smoke game, but also the Smoke Flash game that will eventually happen a couple of times this season, purely because. That is two teams that know each other very, very well. When teams know each other very, very well, it then gets a bit more gameplay, right? People hold things back, hold little bits and adjustments back, mm. ready for the games, right? And it, and and knowing your opposition is half the battle, right? And and, and these two teams are going to know each other really, really well. So if there's an opportunity to go and watch those games that are in the air, I absolutely will be. Okay, anything more from the Premiership, lads? I was just going to mention, pick up on something that Joe said, uh, sorry, that um, Luke said, that uh, with Joe Cottrell being out, looking at the score sheets, it looks like Nick Keyes was taking snaps under centre um, okay. Okay. From, from the weekend. So uh, whether that continues or whether they bring someone else in, because obviously Nick's incredibly experienced and an incredible receiver, um, they will miss something by not having him out there in the outfield. But... Uh, you know, also GB Silver's um, offensive coordinator, so he's got a smart head on his shoulders. Uh, so yeah, I bet you're right. I mean, that Southwest is blown wide open now, and I think it's got even further repercussions as well. You, you've got to think that Glasgow Hornets and, and Manchester Titans are also looking at this going. Mm, we could be in the final. Mm. And as we know, in, in a one-game scenario, anything can happen, right? And if you can make it to that final game, and, and it's far away and ahead of us to say that the smoke will be there, but it's likely, I think it's, it's not an outrageous thing to suggest. But if you can get into that game, you can go one for one. We've seen strange things happen than an upset, right? So it's uh, it's all out there to play for. It makes the year really interesting. But obviously, from all of us at First of 15, Joe Cottrell, we do hope you get well soon, and we, we hope to see you back on a field very, Absolutely. very quickly. Good stuff. All right, look, that's probably enough of uh, bashing Home Alone and his various mugs and whatever else. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you've almost held it together there, didn't you? <laughs> uh, we'll move on to some of the highlights from Div 1. Let's chat about the East first, Lewis. Uh, obviously, neither you or me were at this game day, but we had some good um, information coming from Daniel Marcelli and Darren Seal, um, and then various bits from... Uh, bits we picked up on social media as well so let's let's start with the bucks spark game that was a 30 to 6 win uh from what i can understand from the, the bits of information i've i've accumulated the bucks seem to sort of walk through this but weren't necessarily particularly happy with the way it was reft um they felt the spark were quite an aggressive team um but in general i'd say the that scoreline at least suggests to us quite an underwhelming spark performance from where we had them pitched at the start of the season Lewis, your take? Do, do we think that the spark will improve over the course of the year? Um, well, so yeah, yeah, I think it is a disappointing um, scoreline. I think we all kind of had this one being a bit closer and was going to be a bit more interesting. We'll see whether or not they do improve as the as the season goes on. It'll be really interesting to keep an eye on them. But um, Dan Dan basically said that Bucks Wars were pretty much as as expected. They were efficient. They were well drilled. They just got the job done. Um, spark pretty disappointing. Uh, but they've got pieces to work with, you know. They've got tall, athletic receivers, um, so the, the 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 potential is there. The, the you know the physicality is there. Um, it's whether they can bring it together within the scheme, um, and and they you know they the the foundations are there, but they're definitely no flash in his words. Yeah, and and you've got two teams there, right? They're at different ends of the spectrums. Obviously, Spark will have played very little together. I mean, the players might be been around for a long time, but not necessarily as what a same unit. Bucks as a unit, I think I've I've seen something on social media today with a player who I don't think I've played against necessarily many times. Is is at fifty appearances for the team. You know, there's a unit there that's been together for a long, long mm. time. So incredibly efficient, incredibly well drilled, and able to get a job done here. Luke, I'm going to turn back to you very, very quickly. Obviously, that mm. smoke flash spark triage as it's as it's now becoming triage yeah a good good work well word said there. well said mate um, thank I'm you definitely not taking your hosting position away you with words like that mate Fancy. yeah I'll, I'll Fancy. tell you what someone's got a degree uh not sure <laughs> what though um but 30 to 6 spark you know what's the mood like is it is it one of those wins that they kind of needed to, to tick them over for a bit yeah Sorry, I mean, losses look- they needed you know, you guys, you know, Home Alone was desperately trying to throw some shade my way um, pre this podcast starting, you know, in, in nothing but desperation after his terrible prediction. But, you know, I think this is an enormously informative moment for that team. I'm really interested to see where that score came out. It's very hard to beat Lewis's analysis there. In fact, do you know what, guys? Should we get NFL for a moment? Should we get NFL? We can get it. NFL if you really want to. Yeah, yeah. Spark are Anthony friggin' Richardson, mate. You know what I mean? Lots of potential, very... lot of athleticism, but need to put the pieces together. That exactly. sort of idea. This, there's, this is a team that, by the end of the season, could be competing for one of those top spots. And you guys are sat there at the moment, along with the Bucks Wolves, that should be able to do do some serious damage. So, you know, it's it's a team that needs the development, that needs the time. And I think set by, setbacks like this, I think I don't think they're going to be happy with the score. Little setbacks like this are what brings you together and gives you a chance to respond and become a much better team as a result. You you know, we often don't really learn much from our wins. We learn a lot from our losses. So I think this is really good. And it's another one where I'm thinking when these guys meet again, if they do meet again, it's going to be an incredibly exciting game to follow and watch. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock the spark out just yet, but I am incredibly impressed with the Bucks Wolves. And even just looking at the points they put up and the points they allowed, they look like clear favourites in that, in that Div 1 unit. 
Yeah, only conceding 12 over the course of the weekend. I mean, we, we've talked at length before on this podcast about Callum Dean and, and his organisation on defence. Certainly certainly paid off for them this weekend. It's whether or not, Lewis, I'm going to point this back at you, whether or not you think they can keep that defensive pace up all season. Well, as we saw with um, with with the Wolves last year, it, I'll be the first to say it this season, the best ability is availability, right? And that's where they struggled. <laughs> that's where they struggled down the stretch last year is they, they came out hot. And thank you very much, Bucks Wolves, for making my ball prediction come true. Um, 100 points on the board and, and only allowing uh, two touchdowns on the day out of three games. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a long old season. So uh, if they can stay healthy, then, I mean, that's... You You mentioned in the... In the um, in the show last week, Jay, you weren't sure about whether or not the Wolves had an explosive offense. They're known for their defense, mm. uh, but I think that's three statement wins there, putting up over a hundred points um, on the day. So that yeah, they they they're here to play. They they're here to they're taking it seriously. They know that you know you can only play the teams that are up, up in front of you. Um, doesn't matter who they are. And games like Chichester Sharksby and and Waveney Wolves and Solid Red Storm and things. Those games to come. They have to, if they're going to be taken seriously, they have to be dominating those games. They put 50 points on Sharks B and like, absolutely. So you bloody should be. If that's only 20 odd points, then then you've probably got, you've, you've got an issue. Yeah. And, and, and interesting you say about being a sort of an explosive offense. You saw, I mean, I've looked at some of the stat sheets. You've seen Aaron Mann at QB, but also you've seen Dan as well at QB. So they're, they're rotating around and trying to keep themselves as, as, as flexible as possible, potentially with that, that view to both, you know, getting the good minutes into people's legs, but also having availability across the board in different different scenarios. Uh, we'll, we'll move on then to Waveney Sharks as our other game from the East then. Waveney 12, Sharks 13. Close game, final minute winner from Spencer Seal. Again, that, that passed on through the grapevine. Um, but what do we what do we think of the, the outlook on this? So Waveney and Sharks going quite close. Yeah, so thirteen twelve. This one finishes, and like you say, in 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 a in a, in a fashion that Neil Henderson would be proud of. Uh, the the Sharks stole it at the death. Um, by all by by Dan's account, Waveney had plenty of opportunities early in the game. They they got a couple of takeaways, but weren't able to to turn those interceptions into points. Um, and you know, with any with any Sharks team, whether it's whether Neil Henderson's present or not, you you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, but uh, yeah, it sounds like some some names to throw out. So Joe, I didn't catch his second name off Dan, but Joe is the youngster who played for the youth team last year. Sounds like he's graduating up and he's going to stick around. Um, so that kind of throws the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, he's very talented, uh, and they've got a, a, a pretty rapid blitzer called Reese Mayberry, um, who is apparently speedy af uh, and but uh, the. Spark quarterback Joe was taking snaps under centre to begin with, but quickly uh, started lining up in a different, different postcode um, when uh, when when Reese was was blitzing him. But um, I think yeah, this was a good indicator this weekend for these teams. Bucks Wolves are absolutely. I think I've, I'll I'll say if they can stay healthy, they're uncatchable. Um, uh, Spark will likely finish second. Uh, but then that third place, look, you just look at some of these results. Salisbury City Marauders beat Chichester Sharks B 14-12. Um, I think this that third place is absolutely up for grabs. Uh, Waveney, Chichester, Salisbury are all in with a shout for that third place. 
Yeah, and that's and that's a big result actually that we hadn't we didn't have written down. So apologies for going slightly off script. But Salisbury getting two wins, I believe, on the day, right? Both win, both yeah. two wins. Yeah, they're four, technically fourth in in Div One South at the moment. Yeah, undefeated. Um, you know, this is if if we had a segment on this show which was about overreacting to something, this could be a very interesting. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, let's have the over under. You know, Salisbury to go over five hundred this year. It's, it's a really good question. What do we think will happen? I think they've got every chance playing that division. I think getting a lot of those teams more than one time compared to their schedule last year. Um, I, I think it sets them up well, really. I think I think the cross conference games make it make it more difficult. Um, I think I think if you, if the question is over under on them going five hundred in the division, I think they've got a really good chance of that. Uh, but you've got to imagine that there's five possibly say, six losses coming out of out I was going to push you for an answer there Lewis uh, what Ooh. do you think cross co- cross conference for Salisbury Owen one and five Owen six what, what yeah I think them? I, I I think the the top five teams in the southwest probably beat the Salisbury City Marauders I think they're probably um I'd say probably their best chance uh, at stealing an upset win is probably going to be against Cardiff Bay I think um those probably going to be two quite close close matches, but um, as I as, as I've said before, I think Cardiff Bay being in this division uh, only makes in in the southwest only makes them better. So I think I I would give Cardiff Bay the edge over Salisbury City in that game. So there's, uh, so there's a good chance that Salisbury I think go zero and six cross conference. Question question for the overreaction as well. What, so if Bucks if Bucks Wolves get to the playoffs. Who are they going to need to beat in order to move up to the Premiership? Well, don't know that yet, do we? Yeah, but as a as a guess, who are we, who are we going for? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Obviously, Luke, we've got no idea. It's only been game day one, you moron. What <laughs> response? Like <laughs> stupid. I'm, I'm just looking at the numbers, man. On League Republic, I'm doing my best. <laughs> So they again, they go to some weird mini tournament, don't they? That, that yeah, so Lewis, no Lewis puts yeah. a lot of effort into this, mate. It's not weird or mini, all right? It's, I it's... think it's just so you can get, even write more interesting spreadsheets. I'm, I'm, I'm completely <laughs> convinced that this is all this is. We're all just a plot in his weird spreadsheet fetish life. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, so one of the other teams from the Div One that I think is going to be in with the conversation in the conversation is for promotion is going to be Coventry Panthers. And um, as much as I as I love the Panthers, I'm, I'm a big fan, a lot of respect of of Daniel Birch, the quarterback there. Um, I think they are gonna they, they are gonna sneak into that promotion game by virtue of the Southwest just eating each other alive. Um, they, I think they've got a slightly easier. Uh, division in the Midlands and, and some of those cross-conference games as well. So I think they'll have a really good record at the end of the year. Um, who's coming down? Cohen Cougars probably. Uh, I think Cheltenham Neptunes might might be in that fifth place from the southwest, um, and uh, probably from the southeast. I think your uh, your, your relegation candidates are probably. Uh, maybe Victoria Park Panthers, and who knows? It could be the Reading Devils or the Aylesbury Girls Park. I was I was waiting for Luke to jump in and say it. I was, I was waiting for the setup. There. Um, you lose one game and everything just falls apart. The season's over, apparently. Couldn't yeah. Luke. Um, yeah, cool. All right, I've had enough about talking about the East now. Let's move on to the West. So, uh, Lewis, you wanted to talk extra hammerheads. This is a 28 to 26 win for the Falcons. Yeah, really, really tense game and, and one that we're, we're ecstatic to have come away with as the victors. Um, I think 
uh, a lot of people might have written us off in this one and probably quite rightly so you know the Swansea did phenomenal things um at the end of last season uh, and they came they came with everyone they had they had you know full strength squad Harley was there um Alex Thomas as well was there uh but it was a battle of wits really at the end of it i think um d- despite the uh, their athleticism and, and talent that they had on offense. Um, we had a game plan and we executed it really well. Um, we largely kept Ash on the sideline um, as best we could. You know, controlled the ball, controlled the clock, uh, and it, it came down to it came down to extra points in the end. Um, we we executed on all four of our touchdowns, uh, and they only got two of theirs. And I can't remember if we were saying this on the podcast or it was a discussion I was having with one of you guys pre-game. Have Swansea, by virtue of coming second in Div 1 last year, almost put a target on their back by nature and therefore teams are preparing very specifically for them? You know, because they've... And we're going to talk about the Kings Hammerheads game in a minute. But they've they've come away from the day one and two. I think they rightly will be disappointed in that because they'll feel like they were in every game and they feel like they could have won every game. But our team's now saying, saying, look, they've got a superstar quarterback, they've got a superstar playmaker, they've got some excellent pieces around that, and now we need to prepare in a certain way to play them, and that's going to make their job even even tougher going forward, both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both both of the games that they lost, they they lost by a combined nine points. They lost uh, lost to you guys by seven, and and only two to us. So these are by no means like when you look at it, like oh, it's one and two. That's disappointing for the for the for the, for the Hammerheads, man. But we were never comfortable. Not for a minute were we comfortable in that game, and uh, and it easily could have gone the other way. I think another thing to mention with that is they've got two games of film now on. Um on YouTube sort of sat there for everyone to go and watch really. There's nothing mm. that's hidden about them anymore. I think everything that they probably want to do, at least and personnel wise, um, is kind of already now broadcasted really. There's nothing really unless they brought in new players that is gonna surprise teams when they face them. So yeah, I think nowadays they're gonna have to get used to sort of playing against teams that are maybe ready to take away game plan A and force them into game plans sort of B and C. There's some GM chat right there, mate. I'm, 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 I'm looking at this and looking at the points for and seeing 105. And in, in this game of high scoring matches, and basically, you know, we, I think we all agree in a lot of places that offense here is this isn't the NFL, you know, defenses, they kind of win championships. They do give you the edge there. Maybe it's a sort of argument you kind of make, but offense is just so incredibly important. They are still the second highest scoring unit in Div 1. Um, so I'm I'm not going to write anything off yet. I think they've still got pretty no, elite. If um, they can tighten up the defense, they're going to be very absolutely. dangerous again. Absolutely, and and um, Swansea have traditionally started slow. I, I don't know, like the Welsh national rugby team do it as well. They always come out really slow at the beginning of the tournament and and get better. And I think Swansea are exactly the same. Um, they started slow last year and they finished really strong. Um, I think, yeah, they will absolutely be disappointed with the results from this weekend. But there's there's not much that requires like an awful lot. Nothing really needs wholesale tearing apart and and redoing. It's just tweaking. And you know, don't sleep on just don't sleep on a one and two team because I'm not looking forward to the return fixture. No, and and likewise, and I say I've alluded to the fact we'll come on to it, but. You know, it's it's easy to overreact, I think, to these types of results from 
from Swansea. Essentially, they've lost two games by, by a combined of nine points, right? It's it's a case of, can we get our defence playing in the same way every single time and can we get more consistent in the principles that they're already doing rather than tearing at the book, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't write the hammerheads off at all. I think I think they're probably still... I'd probably still pick them to win the division at this point because I think they're the most complete team out there. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's just one of those days and sometimes this happens. Well, and... 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 To the the Kings Hammerheads game, I think uh, I think the Kings might have um, might have sort of shifted the target a little bit, uh, and 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 I'll I'll disagree with you on on perhaps the Hammerheads being the most complete team in the division. Kings looked really fucking good, and uh, and and that was offensively and defensively as well. Um, and and I think I think the Hammerheads have probably got a little bit more work to do on defense than the Kings have got to do. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I have the benefit of the inside track and knowing that we're going to lose two of our players uh, mid-season. So I, I know, I know at the end of the at the end of the season what we're going to look like. Um, Cross his fingers for it being Jay Ballamy and Chris Green. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. Um, yeah, I, I, I was actually gonna, I was gonna interlude and, and talk about a different fixture before we did Kings Hammerheads, but as we're on it, let's talk about it. So Kings, Kings forty-eight, Hammerheads forty-one. Lewis, you refed this game with with Ethan and a couple of the supers guys. So why don't, why don't I get your take as a neutral, and then I'll, I'll jump my bit in there. Afterwards. As a neutral, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as, as a man trying to film the game and get a little bit of take before being told that he can, I, he can I do one. I expect that you guys exchange mugs and other stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> Me. And Lewis don't talk pleasantly essentially until the last time we play each other which if it was last year it was still playoffs when we still played each other so that's yeah, when we re- yeah. that's when we relaxed for the year um, mm. um, yes, as, as a neutral air quote so uh, I think um, the way that I predicted this game to go in our in our preview show is pretty much exactly how it went because um, this was well first of all I caveated everything in the preview show by saying will Jay Ballamy play quarterback and ladies and gentlemen you will be shocked to find out that Jay quarterback the game from snap number one uh it was smoke and mirrors all ruse all lies did you enjoy uh, the social media post as well <laughs> yeah I, I asked Greener about it I was like were you ever going to play quarterback he was like no <laughs> don't be stupid <laughs> he didn't know when we put it out he put a message in the chat just going why am I playing quarterback I was like oh, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors <laughs> um but yeah so with that in mind uh yeah it kind of went exactly how i predicted it two heavyweight offenses just throwing haymakers at each other uh for the full 40 minutes um it was it was really entertaining game to watch uh it was difficult to ref uh, at, at points um i think for 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 the most part uh for about three quarters of the game it was it was quite um quite nice i guess uh, but then as time starts to get, time starts to become a thing and people get a bit edgy, thing, like some discipline started to slip and calls started to become a bit more controversial and there had to be some more discussions about things. So uh, it kind of descended a little bit, but I thought we did a good job of keeping it all together and not letting it um, sort of descend into complete chaos. Um, but uh, the, I mean, the end. The end result was that, that uh, a pick six by by the Kings. Was it Jake Johnston got the pick yeah, six? Yeah, just just yeah, out of the, just out of the second half start, we got a pick six. Yeah, and and that was that was the. 
that was that ended up being the decider. The Kings managed to steal steal a possession and steal a score, um, and then uh, that put them two scores up. And at that point, it was just the the, the the Hammerheads couldn't steal one back. They they needed to steal a score, steal a possession from somewhere, but couldn't couldn't quite manage it. Um, you know, Kings would score. Uh, and Swansea would score right back. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't quite close the gap. But it was a really entertaining match to watch. Yeah, I, I, I'll sort of I'll echo that. I think I think a lot of, especially in flag football, offense gets a lot of shout outs. Right, the Kings' defense had a firm game plan of what we were going to do against Swansea going into that game. And you'll think you'll look at it and go, "Oh, they conceded forty-one points." Harley Labette had a absolutely outrageous day he had five touchdowns which were simply just you cannot account for them they are just yeah. him being better than everybody else there i mean there's he, he pulled off a one-handed catch in the back of the end zone whilst going to ground and i've looked at the film he's inbounds and you've just got no idea how he's done it uh, and yet still you end up with a takeaway on defense and two stops as well which essentially were the difference in the game you know our, our the king's defense played out of their socks there were some guys that didn't necessarily get repped in and, and, and understood that that was part of the, pl- the game plan. Uh, and they, but they absolutely nailed what their job was on the day and, and, and held at their end of the bargain. And that was the difference. And I said this to Ash afterwards. The reality is, in a diff- on a different day, that result goes the other way. And we're talking about, you know, the Hammerheads being able to run away with the division or being with a shout of it after the extra result. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's not a fixture I'm looking forward to as a player on the return leg. Um, as a neutral, I think it'll be a good one to watch. Yeah, and you, uh, Harley absolutely put the team on his back, especially in that second half. You could tell he was up for it. He was, he was really busting a gut and just said, "Just put it on me." Like, and and he was getting, uh, you know, mossing people back at the end zone, one-handed catches, toe taps. Sometimes it would be short, and he was making people miss, and he would, you know, run through the entire defense for big gains and scores. And he just absolutely put the put the team on his back. Um, but the, the other person that I want to give a shout out to, uh, I think we we spend an awful lot of time on this podcast talking about Harley and talking about Ash and talking about Alex Thomas. Um, but uh, their centre, Nick Ludlam, um, played an amazing weekend of, of, oh, of football. Like he has really come along, and I think I think he might just be a little bit fed up. Uh, of of everyone talking about Harley and Alex and Ash and was kind of a bit like you know put some respect on my name and uh, he absolutely deserved it he was he was brilliant making making big catches downfield and I saw him line up at slot a couple of times and not from a you know we're just trying this out just you know genuine schematical we're going to put you at slot and it's for a good reason and he would make huge gains uh, and I and I don't know Jack's surname but Jack who also was playing on the offense, who's that fourth man that we're not going to talk about properly. But Jack also did a fantastic job all day. It's a great offensive unit. It's a great team. They've recruited well as well from Swansea's perspective. Yeah, they're going to crack on for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and last game I want to talk about, because I don't want it just to be about the two teams that we play for, Lewis, because that's, that's inevitably how it ends up being, um, is Gwent Gators versus Western Supers, 21-6. Lewis, did you get to see any of this game or were you I, playing at the same time? I didn't know. Well, I think you were refing this game and I was refing the other field. Um, but yeah, I saw the result and this was uh, this was a big shock. I think this is Gwent Gators sending a statement to the league and just being like, hey, we're not going to be propping up the league. We're not going to be propping up the Southwest Division. We're here to play. We're here to win. We can beat, um, we can beat you know, former premiership caliber teams 
um, put some respect on our name as well. And uh, they've they've recruited really well. It was great to see Dan Bestwick back playing flag mm. football again. Uh, former former Cardiff Hurricane used to play with Dan at the South Wales Warriors many years ago. Um, and uh, and yeah, so. Uh, Chris Chris Leg took the the reins at um, under centre was was quarterback in and uh, I think the chap's name is Joe Marino who they have listed as a as a running as back, a running back yeah. number twenty six he was he was making loads of plays all day and he is rapid quick yeah I I was really and, and like you said I had the benefit of playing Gwent earlier in the day and also then refing them in this game I was really really impressed with the way that Gwent approached it I think Dale's doing a really good job of getting that team to play in the way that suits them best you know I appreciate Leggy's I don't think he'd ever claim to be a quarterback by trade he's definitely a safety but he, he's doing a great job in the system that he's been put in there uh the ability to go and go and score 21 points against a supers defense i will admit one of the one of the scores was fortuitous it was a hail mary at the end of the game where two western defenders went up to pick it and managed to tip it off of each other into a greatest hands who caught it for a score um, which made it slightly more comfortable but you know the rest of the game they managed it very well western supers the boys won't mind me saying this but they didn't practice before they came into this this uh, this particular matchup, so I think there's a bit of work for them to do. I think this might, you know, might give them a jab just to just have a session or two, just to make sure they're ready for the next one. So don't expect to sleep on those guys for the rest of the season. They'll definitely be back. Um, but the the same athletes are, are still there, and the same the same uh, uh, good spirit in 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 trying to play the game in the right way. Um, but yeah, absolutely throws a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of results. It's not a result that many teams will get this year against supers like that. So uh, Gwent has no. certainly got a plus one in the column. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, so they've 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 really thrown themselves in amongst the, the the chat now for you know life life after Matt Burke is not all doom and gloom. No, and he was down at the weekend as well, which was he nice was. It was well. lovely to see him. He's also dealing with an injury, so speedy recovery to Matt. Absolutely, absolutely. So good stuff. Look, I don't have the table in front of me. Lewis, do you have it in front of you? Uh, I can I can get to it in just a second. One click. So the combined table I've got in front of me from from League Republic has uh, Buckinghamshire Wolves with a hundred percent record, three and 117 points for only twelve against. Uh, Kingsham in second with two and two two and 0, 94 points for fifty nine against. Exeter Falcons also two and 0, 60 points for thirty nine against. And Salisbury City bring up fourth place, also with a hundred percent record, two and 0, 39 points for uh, twenty four against. And then running it down really quick, then from uh, from from the rest, you've got Gwent in fifth, two and one. London Spark one and one. Swansea Hammerheads one and two. Chichester Sharks B one and two. Waveney, Western Cardiff Bay and Solon all zero oh and two. And then, is it easy for you to get to the Premiership ones as well? Yeah, easily enough. Let me just change that to uh, Prem. And so, topping out the Prem, um, both London teams, London Smoke and London Flash, uh, both at the top uh, with a 2 0 record. Uh, Smoke come away with 144. 140 points for 33 against London Flash, 100 points for 58 against Titans come in third, also with a 100% record. Uh, Northlands Titans come in third with a 100% record, 2 and 0, 64 points to 32. And then uh, Chichester Sharks, 2 and 1. Cardiff Hurricanes in fifth, 1 and 1. Reading Devils, also 1 and 1. Coventry Phoenix and Cheltenham Neptunes, also 1 and 1. And then propping up the table, Cohen Cougars in ninth place, 0 and 3. 
Victoria Park Panthers 0-2 and Aylesbury Bell Spartans 0-2. Well, it's certainly nice to have football back, isn't it? Game day one in the books. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll join you again in a couple of weeks for the uh, the game day two previews. But until then, I've been Jay Ballamy, joined by Lewis Phillips, Ryan Homolo McKeaveney and Luke Warm Champion. Until next time. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies. Where's that public holiday mug and blowjob there? <laughs> <laughs>